Hello, world, and welcome to this episode of Plain and Simple, after like a 17-year hiatus. Yeah, it's been about two weeks. Yeah. Well, you've been traveling a lot. Well, we, fil- we filmed, we recorded a bunch um, in advance, and we had them scheduled up, and we just, week after week, I've not, yeah. Well, you've not been here. Yeah. It's so hard to devote time yeah. to anything. Right. When you so. have literally like 24 hours. Yeah. Being home, so... I get back it. to back, yeah. So sorry. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say we're back, 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 back again. Back, 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 back again. So it's yeah. Alyssa Edwards for Alyssa those Edwards, of you yeah. who don't know. Tongue pop. So if uh, the dancing diva, that's Kennedy Davenport. Um, <laughs> but if if you're interested in knowing who Alyssa Edwards is, she has a TV show on Netflix called Dancing Queen. Um, she's the best part. It's about kids dancing. That's gross. But yeah, she's, the kids are the worst part. But Alyssa's the best. Miss Justin. Miss Gay Justin, as she calls herself. Well, that's how she makes most of her. Well, I don't think most makes most of her money, but that's how she like started her whole thing, isn't it? She had a dance. Yeah, she's a dance studio. Dance studio. Yeah. yeah, that's how she got to know Shangela and Laganja. Elsa Edwards is great. She's walking reality TV. She's great. Yeah. So yeah, we're definitely back. We don't know what the hell we're doing. Well, that's not true. Well, we've talked about. I mean, well, on podcast wise, it's hard. Like you get to a certain level of like. Not that we've gotten to that certain level because we've only done like what ten episodes, eleven <laughs> episodes. But it's hard to like keep thinking of like what are we going to be able to sustain, like formula wise mm-hmm. or or method wise, and how are we going to like formulate something that's consistently entertaining, you know, time and time again. But yeah, so that's kind of what we've been talking about too is trying to figure out what how we want to structure the the podcast if we want to change it if we want to just keep going or how we want to do it. So. So I think it's interesting to talk about too, because I mean, it is, it's like something that's behind the scenes that we have to figure out is like how we want to make the podcast. Sure. Well, I think what it is, it's like you, you come up with these topics, the easy ones, and those are the ones you get out of the way because you can talk about them pretty regularly and it's, it's topics you want to talk about. But once you kind of exhaust those initial ones, it's like, oh crap, what's left? I know. And I'm in that mode where like, I'm listening to other podcasts, but I'm like, I can't, we can't like just directly copy their structure or their... Um, you know, the way that the topics that they do or whatever, like Jenna and Julian's is always great. They always have like such interesting shit to cover, but it's like, I don't want to be a podcast that just copies that entirely. Right. And then, um, memory hearts podcast that she does with Grace Helbig. Theirs is very much like a style that I can listen to, but I don't necessarily enjoy all the time. Um, cause sometimes it really feels like they're grasping for straws. Like they, they spend the whole week or however long they are apart um, and they don't talk to each other or like tell each other anything. And then they just take notes on their phone of like things that have happened throughout their experiences for that last whatever. And then essentially they just use the show as like a recap scenario where they just talk about things. Right. But these are like, what, what would you call, <laughs> do I call them? Like D list celebrities, right? Yeah. Well, they're YouTube celebrities. Right. So D list. Yeah. But what what's funny but you know to me what I mean? is but like, the, the thing is is they're still ha- they're still celebrities so they still have things to go do yeah so it's like really hard. Well, it's like hey what did you do this week well I went to work and I took a couple naps yeah so. well and they're they've even said in the podcast too they're like weeks like it's forced us kind of like to say yes to more things and start doing more things that maybe we wouldn't just so that we have something to talk about and personally I don't really like that formula because it's just like eh. and then sometimes the stories that they come up with are so fucking 
like they had one where they were like, oh my God, a squirrel tried to, you know, kill my dog. And it's like, you said, was it beans? Yeah. Beans. Oh, That's the dog. I love beans. You know, a, a squirrel tried to kill my dog. And like, I listen, I'm not joking. I listened to this entire fucking podcast. Cause what the hell else am I going to do when I'm driving for so long? Um, and it's like, she was talking about how she was out and she was just, it was literally like a 30 minute story. Um, about how she was like walking her dog who was peeing in the thing. And then she looked up and she saw a squirrel with a whole orange in its mouth. And then she said, <laughs> um, I turn around and the orange is on the, on the ground. And that dog or that squirrel was trying to kill my dog. And I was like, what? Like what kind of fucking acid are you on? Like, <laughs> but that was a whole fucking podcast out of it. it was the hell you know, her dog well, was trying to was basically does beans have teeth. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> that tongue is always few. sticking out. It has few teeth. It's one of those ugly... Um, Mexican rat dogs. Yeah. I think they're Mexican. It, if you've seen the movie Coco, it's like a much uglier version of that dog. Yeah. It's a, it's a real life version of that dog. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I just think that their podcast is a good example of that because I'm just like, I don't know what what structure to go with. Theirs works for them because they're just naturally funny and can like, just like make up shit on the fly as they go. And plus they seem to always be in like to some random bullshit. Right. They have enough money to just blow on drinks and like random trips to Vegas. So they just get to, they get to go be interviewed by Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, exactly. Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin, Culkin. Yeah. He has a good podcast. I like his podcast too. I don't listen to it. Yeah. It's pretty good. He has all kinds of guests on, but that's the thing. You have to have like, you have to be rich, wealthy. Well, I'm sure. Popular, successful. I'm sure. I think we'll hit. Our, I think we'll hit our stride on like what we want to do. I like the idea <clears> of just like kind of banter and just like talking back and forth and just like with t- random topics. I know we're turning this podcast literally into just like what the hell we want to do, but it's. I don't know. It's, it's kind of interesting. And I think yours. it's a unique perspective on like what it is to develop a podcast. Agreed, because it's it's a hard journey. Maybe we, maybe that's what this is an experiment. Just talking, <laughs> just just in jabbering. Yeah, but it, no, it is hard because we're not really doing this for any you know publicity reason or our. I don't think we want it to go anywhere as like as far as like being super uber successful. I mean, I and that's not what I'm envisioning. No, I, I wanted I, something, and I know that you. Well, sorry, go ahead. Nope, I'll just cut you off. Nope, nope. <laughs> you're fine. I was gonna cut you off. But no, you did say because I know that you were talking about you wanted just something that. Like basically live journals. Live journal, yes. Well, Sorry, I'm thinking of the you know website I mean. Live Journal. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> that's what I'm I thinking didn't know of. That. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, like this is not to make money. Like it's if people listen to it and like it, great. Um, but let's let's be real about a couple of things here. Like the likelihood of of our podcast, which is very all over the place. Right. It's not structured. Like if you think about some podcasts, like they have a real point. Like there's some around Harry Potter that I used to listen to. Yeah. Like, those are the other ones that we were talking about. Yeah. Like, and, and you know, I think it may be worthwhile to explore other types. Like this is the one where we just kind of, you know, talk and whatnot. But I think, you know, we have the, all the equipment we could do whatever we want with it. Um, I still think you should create your own YouTube channel and create content for other people who have, yeah. uh, who, who love, uh, Tiffany jewelry. If you don't know, Matthew <laughs> loves it and has some very lovely pieces. Yeah, that's just a super specific. But there's an audience for it, right? So yeah. Like, so all those people who are like, I really want to find something, or I really want to hear something about this, right? Or I really want to look at these things. It's like the people who, 
like you're probably not going to be an influencer, but you're going to attract an audience of people of, of like-mindedness. Well, and being a long-term like YouTube watcher and just like consumer, I, I thinking way, way back, you can just think of all of the people who did that, who like created sort of a niche and like started creating content and like they became the superstar of that content. Mm Mm-hmm. But then it it gets exhausted to a certain point. Like you start, you get to a certain threshold where it's like, how much more content can I make on this one topic, this super specific and then topic? Other people pick it up too. They see, oh, there's there's a vehicle there, and I can get in that vehicle too. Yeah. And then at some point, there's an oversaturation. Well, like Shane Dawson, for instance, like he started out as like shock humor and like just uh, irreverent humor, just like random things that he would make to, like to surprise and like and, you know, kind of just wow people, and then it would just kind of evolved eventually and he had to literally recreate himself into like and actually be taken as like a serious YouTuber. What what I've found He's like longevity though. What I think about Shane Dawson, uh, and there's a number of people, um, you have to rebrand yourself, right? Right. It's all about branding. And knowing when to. Right, exactly. Like reading the writing on the wall. And I think in his series where he was trying to rehabilitate people, like with Graveyard Girl. Right. Um the dead like that's <laughs> that is um clearly like she did not get the writing on the wall of like, I need to rebrand or I need to do something different. She was doing other stuff, but it wasn't authentic stuff to her. Well, that's the thing her. And that's exactly right. That she's the perfect example of like that. It got exhausted to a point. And then she started letting all of that, the people starting to move away, which was me to example. I used to watch her stuff all the time. And then I just got to a point where I was like, damn, I'm like done with this. Like, this is just too much she let that get to her and then it started seeping into her videos and it started mm-hmm. seeping into her Snapchat and all the Cause I remember all the stuff that she used to post and it was just constantly about losing subscribers and YouTube needs to fix this and blah, 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 you know, blaming everyone else. And it's like, bitch, you're crazy. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. People are just done hearing about you complaining about not having a 5 million subscribers, only having four and a half or whatever, just like shut up. Right. And she still, I don't think is got the point with Shane Dawson's. You know, intervention. No. <laughs> well, speaking of branding, yeah. the topic of today is around advertisements. Oh, is that the how, one Yeah, I okay. really like it. I think it's a neat one. Um, so it's going to be a broad topic, right? So it's going to range from print media to uh, television to like jingles, radio jingles, television jingles, things like that. Um, but really how it influences our life. And, you know, the, it's really part of who we are. And there are certain things... Um, that when you hear it, it's like, oh, I know what that is. Like you immediately recognize right. it. And I think there's two tracks here that we can talk about. We can talk about the way that uh, it makes you think of things, right? So like if I were to say I'm loving it. Right, McDonald's. <laughs> what, do you, what do you crave in that moment? I crave a Big Mac. Right. Immediately I'm like, I need that Mac sauce. I don't crave it, but I immediately think of it. You think I, of red. I think of red and yellow. That's mm-hmm. the first thing that pops in my head. But, I also think of Justin Timberlake because he's the one who originally sang it. But oh. Random fact of life. Yeah, don't know that. But you know what I mean? Like, so it it, it, it it triggers a response. But then there's also advertising that I think is blatantly misleading. Well, yes. So. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, well. You, we've done this before. We've. I, the reason I, I think about advertising a lot. Um, and I told you that this is one of the, something that I really wanted to talk about because I read an article forever ago or I watched a YouTube video or something forever ago. And it talked about um, just the number of advertisements in, in an average day a person sees or is exposed to and how that's been infected by social media and just an online presence. 
And some days I get really just like, it just it kind of gives me anxiety to a little bit, like a little bit. If I start noticing, it's just like, I feel like I'm constantly being exposed to like advertisements. It really just starts to bug me. So that's why I thought it would be an interesting to talk about a thing to talk about because it was just like, sometimes it just feels like such an invasion. Sometimes it would be just really nice to not, not feel like you're being tried. Someone's trying to sell you something yeah. or someone's trying to take your money or someone's trying to get you to do this, this and this. And you know, sometimes that's just a lot. Well, I think about, but there are also <clears throat> positive things. Cause like, you know, we have positive experiences with advertising, I guess. Well, I think when it's done right, when it's legitimate and, you know, there's certain, it's helpful. Well, there's certain things like throughout history and, you know, I just read a cracked article the other night about, um, problems that were created from advertising so their item would solve it. So like body odor was not a thing. Like everyone just kind of smelled regularly. And if you were active, then you would have, you know, you would sweat and you would have some smells, but like no one thought anything about it. Right. Like no one was like, Oh, that person is unclean or dirty because they have a smell until they realized that deodorant could cover that up and prevent you from sweating as much. So therefore it created a market women shaving their legs before like 1912. Like that wasn't a thing until Gillette literally was like this. You should like, if you don't, you're gross. Right. And so it really started planting that in people's minds. I think about uh, Listerine. Oh yeah. Bad breath was also not a thing until they were like, this is now like gingivitis is a thing. Didn't, um, didn't, uh, Adam, what's his name? Adam Adam Conover. Conover. Didn't he do an episode on, uh, on that? Yeah. Yeah. Like I think just overall. Oh yeah. And so like when I think of advertising, that's where my mind kind of goes to it's, it's those two camps, but like the, yeah, I either get like really, really pissed because they're like being blatantly stupid and people are buying it and like living for it. Or they're just like, they're I'm sold as I'm uh, sold. Sure. And I think, I think good marketing works. Right. Oh Um, yeah. But like, it's like, I think of those Brookside chocolate covered, fruit candies oh yeah yeah and like pe- they sold at costco's and sam's across the united states right and people think oh i'm getting this piece Made of fruit, fruit covered in cho- co- chocolate fruit. but it's not it's fruit gel yeah. so it's there's probably little to no fruit i saw in some the other day though and i think that they're making them with actual fruit now I'll see or at least happen. versions of them right but originally they weren't and people were buying them thinking what they were i remember yeah. you, well i mean there's fruit in it like i mean sure but also there's half an inch of chocolate on it as well so like right that's why i I talk about when i used to do grocery store tours and that was one of the big things that we would talk about was showing them like just all of the ways that companies are trying to sell them something that makes them feel like they're making a better choice or a smarter choice so in reality they're just buying either overpriced shit which god we could even get into just like the audacity of some of these grocery stores and and costing and pricing but uh, yeah, I don't know. So we always did talk about that. Like I, Pringles were like, "Ooh, made with vegetables." It's like, no. So well, first of all, Pringles gross me out. I don't like Pringles. I don't know if it was Pringles, but it's just like veggie crisps or whatever. Something, like yeah. they're made with like powdered beets. It's yeah. like okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. okay um, I don't like Pringles because it's like a composite of potatoes, and I just don't like that. It's what I imagine. Potato like what is it? Potato flour is that what they use? Here's something? what I think of. It makes me think of like. Uh, like lunch meats, pro- super like bologna. It's like the bologna of the chip world because it just takes all these pieces of other potatoes and pushes them together and makes a chip. Whereas, like if you eat like <laughs> it's a, a potato, very odd way to think. But of if it. you eat like a potato chip, like that's from a potato. Like one potato made that chip. Whereas with the Pringle, it's a limitless amount. 
of potatoes that have gone into compressing it into a chip form. True, but at the same time, and I think in it, the bag of I think in the bag tastes, of chips, though, like you can't assume that those are all from like the same batch of. I'm talking potatoes. about a singular chip. Okay. I'm not talking okay. about the collective because sure. I think you're right. Absolutely, it's not going to come from the same one. But here's the deal for me: it's also a texture thing. To me, Pringles do not have the same textures like a potato chip. No, I don't think they're meant to. I have always thought that they should. Oh, see, I don't think so. Just me. They're um, uniformly shaped and like stacked in a can. <laughs> well, can so I, te- can me, I like, tell you that though? Like, no. I mean, as a kid, I was like, oh, these, I was like, man, like these potatoes must all look the same. Like I imagined that they were taking like one one chip from each potato because they all were so perfectly shaped. And I'm like, well, they have this no. must be like the special chip. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I was a kid. I was a kid. I didn't Advertising, understand. right? Right there, working. Yeah. Whatever. Um. So, do you want to start with the fun stuff? Like, what do you think the most popular? Yeah, that's um, fine. What do you think the most popular commercials are? What's the one that stands out to you? Oh, when I think of like pops popular commercials. Yeah. Um, Pepsi commercials I always think of just because I think of like football and I think of back in the day when like Britney did it and I believe oh. I feel like Beyonce did it and all those. So I feel like Pepsi is probably one of Budweiser commercials. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I, I had not even thought about Super Bowl. Like the Super Bowl itself. Yeah. That is just a big ad day. Like who cares about yeah. the football? Like people do, but like really the money is in the ads. When you say like popular and advertisements, my first thought is the Britney, I believe it's the Britney Spears one where they're in the Coliseum. And yeah, with Pepsi. it's 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 Britney, Beyonce, and Pink. Okay, so that's what I'm thinking of. That's and, immediately uh, where my mind goes for and, whatever. And Enrique reason. Iglesias is like the emperor guy. Oh, so you don't know him? I, I don't, don't know, know her. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. And yeah, you do. I mean, I know his name, but I don't know his face. I couldn't put him out in the crowd. But you know his songs, right? No. I'm gonna be your hero, baby. That's Enrique Iglesias. Yeah. Okay, he has well a then, bunch yeah, of songs. I guess I know one. Um, I thought that was like Faith Hill or something. It sounds like a Faith Hill song. I can be your hero, baby. <laughs> well, you know. I'm just saying. It does. Okay. IJS. Um, he also, he sends another one too. Um, oh, shoot. Balamore. Let the rhythm take you over, Balamore. Mm. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Enrique. So, uh, so what do you think of when you think of popular? Oh, when I think of, of like Budweiser is like number two, by the way. Why that? Like that one, and like the bullfrogs. The bullfrogs. What? Bud. Bud oh. wise. Oh no! Er. You don't remember those? Uh uh-uh. uh It was like no. No, I think of like the uh, little white boy, and then like horses stampeding, and like the perfect American dream of Budweiser. Oh, you're talking thinking about the Clydesdales. Yeah. Something. But where's the little white boy? All I'm just assuming he's there. Some <laughs> small white child There's is there <laughs> with blonde hair, looking innocent and beautiful and blue eyed. The perfect American dream boy. That's what I picture. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. When. <laughs> <laughs> and his farmer parents are like standing in the barn, very proud, just overlooking like, the small child next to 500 pound horses. Like somehow like reoiling yeah. their their tractor. Yeah. 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 America. Covering up their gold that they've buried in the ground. Because <laughs> they don't trust American yeah. banks. It's, that's very indicative of the American yeah. culture today. When I think of popular commercials, my mind immediately, immediately goes to where's the beef? 
Oh, see, I've never, I've only seen those on YouTube. I've never actually seen one of those advertisements on like real television. Oh, I, I haven't either. But oh. I, but I know. Of I figured them. you had. <laughs> what is it? The seventies? Yeah, you were there. Do you know what it's for? What re, what what it was for? The, the American beef. Nope. No. It was Wendy's. USDA. It was Wendy's. Oh, it was Wendy's. They were they were talking about McDonald's and how small their patties were. That's why oh. they don't, and they. That's why they say that we don't cut corners because that's why they're burgers square. Are square, mm, cute. Um, another I can one. Picture the old lady. Like, yeah, where's the beef? Like yeah. that little bitch. Yeah, um, <laughs> that little bitch. <laughs> My God, we're Listen, offending elderly. She made a, she she made a profit. She's dead now, but she made a profit. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, oh well, that's another thing that I wanted to talk about, like the progressive lady, like flow pe- people who turn advertisements like into their fucking job. Oh my god, we, get, we okay. There's, there's so, so many, many things. There's that's so many why things. I knew this was going to be a good topic. Okay, let's let's. So uh, I have another popular one. So let me. I have okay. another popular one. Yeah, sure. like Apple. Hello, we cannot talk about. I was about to talk about the 1984 one with the hammer. Well, I wasn't going to talk about that one because I I wasn't alive. I'm thinking like the Apple iPod commercials that. Because those are something that I yeah, really, really remember. Yeah, very simplistic, people dancing. Like it, well, it was. It, I think it was revolutionary for what it was because it was just yeah. music. It was good fucking music that got stuck in your head. It was white people, well, not white people, but like just plain sh- <laughs> shadowed people just dancing uh, with a colored background. It was cool. I said white people because that's the one that I'm picturing as the white people. <laughs> Sorry, I was taking a drink. And yeah. I couldn't fit it I'm up. not trying to make this a white person. Oh, she white. Why gotta be white? Apparently, I just picture a lot of white people in my <clears throat> advertisements, um, which probably is indicative of real so things. According so. to Quality Logo Products, whoever that is, uh, the number one is the Apple commercial, the 1984, where the lady runs in and throws the yeah, she throws the, the hammer, hammer, smashes it. It's like, what is it supposed to be representing? Like breaking like the, the status internet? quo. Very edgy. Kim Kardashian before Kim Kardashian breaking yeah. the internet. Mm-hmm, sure. Uh, the second one is where's the beef? Um, third one is Tootsie Pop, How Many Licks. Oh, I remember those with the owl. But now I only can associate that little Ken song, How Many Licks Does It Take to oh, Get. I don't, I don't know that song. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. This is just a podcast of me saying, I don't know that. <laughs> okay, hold on. We, we, that's such a good song. We'll earn our explicit. I definitely time. picture our, uh, the owl. Because, like, the, the beak. How many? Um, a one, a two, a three. Crunch. Okay, I have to find it later. Um, fourth is the from Coca Cola, and the Coca Cola has a bunch of great commercials, right? Now, when see, I think I of Ameri- don't think of Coca Cola commercials. Well, I, I think of Pepsi ones. But if I were to say, now you yell at me when <laughs> I'm I do doing that. mine softly. You, you yell at me. When, it's, it's it was softer. Um, when I think of Coca Cola, like if I were to say polar bears. Like a Coca oh, Cola yeah. Polar Okay. Oh, you know what Santa? I think? Santa. I think of the big um, 18 wheelers that have like the Coca Cola logos and then the Christmas lights around. Yes. I think uh, of how cute is that? The one that they have listed here is the Meet Joe Green. It's where the little kid is meeting him in the, like, the, the locker room. He's like, here, kid, and he throws his jersey at him. Oh, okay. Okay. But uh, number five is Budweiser. Well, that's, uh, Actually, I, don't, I think of progressive commercials for sure and Geico. McDonald's, The Showdown, which is between Michael Jordan and uh, Larry Bird. My God, what year are these from? 93, that one was. Um, the Energizer Bunny. Yeah, okay. I think of those. 
Um, then the next one, I have to go down the list. See, this is like crazy. Like how much of our minds are just allocated to fucking. The, a ton. Because yeah. I know all of these. Old Spice, the man, your oh. man could smell like. Um, So that's that's their top 10. But like we've, we've touched on a bunch. I love the progressive commercials. Well, I'm thinking of, first of all, I'm thinking of Geico because they're doing this thing now where they're throwing it back. Like they opened up polls to like, what was your favorite? And it's mm-hmm. genius. Absolutely genius because it gets people like thinking. The one where it's like uh, Tom Adebaby, it's a boy. Oh, oh yeah, he had the baby. Yeah. It's a boy. I think of the the squirrel one who was like out in the street and like caused a car to wreck. And <laughs> they're like excited about it. That one, and then I also think of Hump Day one. Uh, you can't gosh. think. Of, you can't not. Every, think of the Hump I'm day not one. lying to you. Still to this day, every Wednesday in the elevators at Amazon, hump day. you will find Hump Day at least once. I'm not kidding. Mike, 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 Mike. Like, guess what day it is, Mike? That's what my my dad used to say that all the time. Yeah, it's fucking genius. And it's like, please stop, please stop saying it. Um, my one of my personal favorites is, did the little piggy say wee wee oh wee God, all the so way annoying. home? I love I that. that I love that little pig. Yeah. Makes me think of Nacho. Um, what else do we think of? Um, when I think of certain commercials, I think of jingles. Mm. Oh, you know what I think of when you say jingle? Tell me. I think of the her the Hershey's Kiss Christmas oh, commercial that's been the same since I was born. Yeah, and do you know why that is? Every year for Christmas, they take that marketing budget they would normally oh, that's use. Right. You told me that, and they give it out to their to their employees or some subset of like their marketing team. So they they don't. That's why they just use the same one over and over. Nice. It's very very nice. Yeah, because that one's. It's kind of yeah interesting because I remember watching seeing that for many 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 years, um, and I always like it. It's always playing and stuff. I like. <clears throat> we can do that next. Like what type of advertising we like? Mm-hmm. But. Um, here's some here's some jingles for you. Well, well, what other ones do you think of? Like off the top of your head, rather than uh, reading them. Tons, because I sing them all the time. A, I'm trying to think of ones that I think locally. Of. I think every kiss begins with K. I every always think kiss of, begins with K. Yeah. Um. I, that stupid Jan Deal's attorney at law, oh. she won't take no for an answer. <laughs> I don't know that one. Um, it's very local to West Virginia. Um, there's also, oh my God. It's oh my, my money and I want it now. That's not a jingle, but it feels like one. But th- there's also that one called J.G. Wentworth, 877 Cash Now. Yeah. 877 Cash From Now. From your Judge Judy days. Oh yeah. my gosh. First of all. If you need a cash settlement, call J.G. Wentworth. <laughs> Do you have mesothelioma? <laughs> mesothelioma? Meso- mesothelioma. Oh, God. <laughs> I was trying to get it out too fast. Um, there's also, um, so what they have here, and okay. I know yeah, all yeah, these. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, of course, the I'm loving it, right? Yeah. Oh, wait. Just say the name and see if I can think of the jingle. That'll be fun. Kit Kat. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Give me Got a it. break. Give me a break. Yeah, you're better break at singing. Me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Um, Oscar Mayer. Oh, I don't know the Oscar Mayer. I wish I was an Oscar oh. Mayer wiener. That was from their own advertising. Mm-hmm. I figured that was just like a kid song. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, they, they spelled out some stuff too. <laughs> Subway. Eat fresh. All I know is that. Five. Five dollar foot. That was an actual clothes. jingle though. Yeah. Oh, see, I don't know. Um, they stopped doing the five dollar State one. Farm. Oh, what is State Farm? I don't know State Farms. Like a good neighbor, oh. State Farm is there. Yeah, 
Um, Lucky Charms. Okay, this is bad because I don't know them. They're magically delicious. Okay. (laughs) Huggies. Oh, I don't know. I'm a big kid now. Oh, see, now I know them, but I just can't. I guess I can't put them with the actual name. Alka-Seltzer. This one's an old one. That's an old one. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Oh, yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. Band-Aid. I'm a Band-Aid kid now. (laughs) I am stuck on Band-Aid brands because Band-Aid's stuck on me. God, these people are, like, brilliant. I mean, right? It's uh, anything that you can, like, say quickly it just i can imagine as like that person who that's your job i can imagine that you get so into just the routine of it that like they have to come pretty quickly and pretty naturally like you you know like just like any other job like i feel like they've got to kind of roll right off the tongue well i think you have to say what you need to say and you got to spit it out right um um meow mix That's the one they asked for. Meow, 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 That's a good one. That's really good. Folgers. Oh, my God. You know, I think of a Folgers commercial. The best part of waking up. Damn, what is wrong with me? Fun story. I think it's hard for me to think. I don't know. I can't get them. Well, there's been a lot, right? Sidebar. When I was in high school, <clears throat> my old friend and I, we would sit around. We were such losers. We'd sit around and we'd try to write songs, but they were Christian songs. Oh, my God. And the one that we started with was, <laughs> the best part of waking up is Jesus in my life. And like we had a whole song about it. I'm not lying to you. I wish I could remember the rest of it because it was <laughs> not good Jesus in my life. Um, there's also that Coca-Cola one. I'd like to teach the world to sing. I'd like to teach the world to sing. Oh, yeah. In perfect harmony. Um, Kendall Jenner was in that, wasn't she? She was <laughs> in, in the 1970s. She was. <laughs> You're right. Oh, I'm just saying because of the Pepsi commercial she did. Oh, God. She solved racism that day. Yeah. Um, Oh, I mean, it's hard to see it whenever there's so much money in your face. Right. Toys R Us. I just think of the giraffe. I don't think of a jingle. Apparently, I don't know as many fucking jingles. I want to grow that. up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Oh, I definitely do not know that one. What? I have to play it for you later. Uh, McDonald's had a jingle called You Deserve a Break Today. I remember that, but I can't sing it. I don't remember the tune. So, jingles. I... <clears throat> I love a jingle. And you know. Called J.G. J.G. Wentworth is definitely one that pops from. J.G. Oh. Um, oh, my God. What's that one? Oh, my gosh. Hmm. 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 Education Connection. <laughs> oh, the one where it's online. Hmm. Hmm. Feel free. Yeah. Education. <laughs> <laughs> because the whole commercial is a jingle. It's not really a jingle because it's not quick. It's like fucking. It's like two it's minutes the long. The entire commercial is a song. <laughs> it's all saying. Education connection, yeah. I don't, I don't know the words to that one at all. But Something for free. It, <laughs> I tune it out every time I hear it. Uh, I have not heard it in a while. Um, I think of uh, the old scrubbing, scrubbing bubbles commercials too. I don't know. Do you like the little cartoon bubbles? Uh, I know what you're talking about. Was there a jingle? No, there wasn't a jingle, but you it just, just popped in my it? head. Yeah, it just popped in my head. Uh, actually, I think there was for 409. Giddy up 409. 
Oh my god. Just a repository of jingles. That's all I have up there. Yeah, apparently. Um Mine are all blank. I don't I don't I sing to Nacho all the time and it's a jingle, but it's a jingle for like I think Mmm Frosted Flakes. They're great. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> um that's something we could talk about too is like how what we think the advertisement um advertising industry in general is like if it's having an effect on children uh it totally is having an effect but on we children. were exposed probably just as much i mean do you think it had an effect on us i think we were exposed more and yes i do think more it does. you think we were exposed oh, more than we, current kids i think i have to i disagree with you on that i think current modern age kids are exposed way more than we are i think they see more, more. I think they see more advertisements, but I think ours were more predatory in terms of like, and how, and how, what like way? if I think back to like, and maybe, maybe I'm just looking through the lens of my own childhood. Like there were so many things that I wanted as a kid, like everything appealed to me, like every commercial for every new toy, no matter what it was, those creepy crawlies that you could make in like your own lab. Oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. I got that for Christmas. I think of the kinder eggs, like the, or like the the eggs, the chocolate eggs that had like candy and shit inside of them that people. Wonder balls. Them. Wonder balls. That's what I think of. Oh, I they're wonder, kinder, wonder, wonder eggs what's now. Wonder ball. Yeah. Well, kinder. <laughs> Sorry. That was First way of all, <laughs> wonder balls were great, and I was one of those kids that could eat a wonder ball. And Me not too, and not die, the, not eat the toy. Um, even the candy was fine. I always got the ones with candy. They stopped. The, well, I'm old, so I remember when the first one came out. Yeah. But um. But no, like when I think about it, like I think that there's there like advertising today, like if you specifically target children, I think that people call you out for it. I think even though there's more advertising today because it's just more available, I think if you do something, people have a, more of a platform to say, whoa, 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 what are you doing here? Like think about True. those jewel pods, like those stupid e-cigarettes. You know what I'm talking about? Like mm-hmm. people are really, and albeit because it's you know e-cigarettes but they're really hitting it hard like you should not be marketing these towards kids right whereas like all of our youth cigarettes clearly were marketing towards like a younger demographic right and like no one really stopped them that i mean well yeah okay so i get get you on that sense i I agree i I agree with you that there's way more way more advertising. I think I was thinking along the lines of just like trying to sell shit, just trying to like, and I agree with you and I agree with you that there on that end. I think it's more, but I think it's more invasive. I think I don't even know that it's less predatory. I think there's just more outlets for people to say, this is wrong. You shouldn't do that. They're, they're having to be more stealthy with how they do it. Exactly. I think, yeah, I don't know. Well, and to be honest, I mean, I don't really, I don't know of a lot of modern, Children's advertising that well, I've not you, really watched anything think that has it. it. Well, if you think about too how advertising has changed, like when we were growing up, like the only advertising outlets um, were. <laughs> sorry, just so you know, everyone, Nacho jumped up onto the desk and got so close to pausing the recording. So that's why I was choosing my words carefully. <laughs> and now she's trying to find her way into Matthew's lap, and okay. it's very cute. Oh my gosh. She loves her dad. She's very concerned. <laughs> okay. I hope you guys could hear that. But what I was going to say was, like, growing up, um, 
there were only so many mediums to be advertised to, right? So there was, of course, commercials, there was radio, there was print media, there was also like product placement in TV shows, in movies, things like that. Well, today, I think that advertising has to take a different approach. Like if I think about like what's the most popular format for advertising today, and I think it's Twitter, social media, but Twitter, I think of like those. Really? You think of Twitter? Well, hear me out. I think it's like, like, if I were to say the Wendy's Twitter account. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I you mean, know what I mean? Like, it's a very different type of, like, t- 10, 15 years ago. That's what ago, I mean by stealthy. It's like, it's 10, 15 years ago to say, hey, there's going to be this social media platform where these companies will hire massive teams to, like, have customer service and marketing and PR and that's where they're going to spend most of their time to try to attract the, the younger demographic. And the reason it's so genius is because it takes a massive conglomerate and it boils them down to like, oh, a meme I follow them on Twitter. I follow them on Twitter. So it makes them more of like a an individual person that you're exactly. like supporting rather than and like, like this whole, yeah, this corporation. So to say, oh, that intern over at Wendy's who runs their Twitter account, I love them. But in reality, it's like a team of people. Well, right? and it's genius because even with Delta, I use Delta's Twitter all the time. If I have a problem when I'm flying, if there's something that I need more information on or something like that, I can tweet out to them and I've never not gotten a response. I've always gotten a response from the Delta team. And they'll message you individually, they'll talk to you, they'll fix anything that they need, they'll give you credits, they'll do whatever they can to help you. Um, it's yeah, it's genius. They had a recent one where someone tweeted them and was just like, "What happens to all the farts in the air whenever people <laughs> fart in in the airplane?" And someone replied and was like, "I'm gonna be be right on it. <clears throat> Give me a couple hours." <laughs> and like someone from Delta like went and found their engineers and was like, "What what happens? How can how can we do this?" And it was a great public, you know, it was trending on Twitter after they found. Turns out the airplane farts your farts because it breathes as it flies through the air. Oh, the airplane farts your farts. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Do we just sit in a big? Well, first of of all, uh, well, no. If it's known fact that when you're at cruising altitude, your your sense of smell and taste have reduced. Yeah. Um. So, like, if people fart, like, you're not going to smell much because you're on a plane, right? Right. Well, Um, this person's question was just like, what happens to it? Like, is it just continually cycled around in the in the cabin? I would have thought. I would have thought it would just get filtered, right? Like there's filters in the in the plane. Otherwise, it, right. we would uh, to be on a long like twenty hour flight. There would you'd have to have some type of way to filter the oxygen because yeah, the there'd plane, be so much carbon monoxide in the air that it would be tough to yeah the survive. plane yeah it gets it from outside. Mm. Good to know. Yeah, filters air through it. But that's what I think of. Like yeah, you you're, you have a really great point with that with Twitter accounts because I follow a bunch of them. Well, I think about the Wendy's uh, is genius, and yeah. it's really smart too. It's good for these companies because they're able to directly interact with their customer base. Like I think about all the people who comment on, like, posts from companies. Like when you when they were there was that post about the cloud macchiato at Starbucks, and uh-huh. all of the people asking oh, questions. It's God. like, like, and it's true for almost anything. Like if any company posts anything on Facebook, you can bet your bottom dollar. There's going to be at least a thousand old white people who comment on it, who are saying like, I don't like this. Or I got my cousin Brenda said this and like, it's going to be happening. Right. What's so funny is like, I don't want to see that. Like they don't understand that like sponsored posts are, it's not, it's just a sponsored (laughs) post. You don't have to follow the page. You don't have to do anything. A sponsored post will show up sponsored. Why is this shit showing up on my fucking feed? And it's like, (laughs) you're promoting, 
promoting it, you're commenting on it, and you're making the post more active in mm-hmm. Facebook. The best thing you can possibly do is ignore, is ignore it. it. And you can tap the little three buttons on it, and you can say, this ad is annoying. Do not show me. It's too repetitive. Or you can say, this is annoying. I don't want to see it. And then it goes away. It's so funny. I love uh, you. Well, we sit in the car often. That's my that's my pastime. Is just like let me go onto some I, random company's posts and then read the comments. I'm addicted to reading comments anyway. Like it, I gotta stop because it gets it gets my blood boiling. Ooh, me too. I get so angry, but I love it. I can't not love it. So let's let's shift, shift gears. Okay. Yeah, we got way off. Um, not really. Um, and let's just talk about. Like, I kind of want to talk about the Super Bowl, right? Um, big advertising days. Like, it is a crazy way to attract people by, sp- like, millions and millions of dollars to buy time during the Super Bowl. Right. And Budweiser buys, like, eight spots. Like, it's crazy. Right. But if you think about it, like, the demographic for that particular night is mostly dudes who are going to be drinking Budweiser. Right. And... A lot of people watch these things in bars. And so it's like, I think it's a double edge. I think it's a double whammy, right? Like, so I'm already in a bar. I'm going to go get a Budweiser. The Budweiser looks really good. So that causes these companies, these, these bars to have to buy more beer. Well, do you know what? If you want to get like real conspiracy level Let's on it. Let's do it. I truly, I think it's like conditioning people. I think it's truly conditioning oh, it totally people. Is. Children, especially, I think it conditions them. They're watching it. They're enjoying it with their family. They have good memories with their dad, with their grandparents, whatever. Mm-hmm. God forbid some of them have Budweiser. And like, it's just like continual exposure year after year after year of traditions. And like, oh, my dad really loved that Budweiser commercial this year. You know, he's not here. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get some Budweiser. It's like, it's just this like, they're all, yeah. I think it's just a snowball effect of and, like trying to get as many people as they can to inadvertently buy their product well you kind of touched on this earlier and there's always a handful of these types of commercials during the super bowl but they're common all the time and it's playing the nostalgia card right like that's what i mean by the <clears throat> geico commercials that's just not nostalgia it's like oh think back oh, to that's these. right yeah. blah 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 but like i'm talking like this so, that, so that's one thing right like playing like we this is a throwback to something you may know what i'm about to talk about is that nostalgia for a different type of america like you kind of touched oh, like on it with the Clydesdales yeah, the and like white the, the white, <laughs> <laughs> like it's, I think of a lot of truck commercials, like this is what America stands for. And it's some truck riding over a yeah, ridge. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, is it, is that what America, the freedom of America? Like, that's what I think of. And it's like, mm. first of all, no. Second of all, like, I think that target, oh, they're targeting their demographic. Though, yeah. But like, there's a lot, that. like, is that what truck drivers want to hear? Like the America of Obviously. Old. I mean, it has to work. They hey, ha- remember when America was real white? They have to see like responses to their advertisements or else they wouldn't. You know what I mean? They have to have positive. Well, I guess that's true. Because, recourses because of what's happening. I mean, I personally would love to have a truck, but I don't want to have the gas that goes into a truck. Oh, okay. I get what you're talking about. Like you're talking. I was picturing like 18 wheelers. You're talking about like 
Chevy trucks. Oh, I'm like, talking okay, full blown like Chevy built trucks. Ford tru- tough yeah. bullshit. Okay. But I think of when I so what I equate it to. Oh, the, I think of the Chevy one. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, tell me. You're right. I'll be able to leap to probably well, leap from. I think of the Chevy one. It's like driving over the hills and like oh, this used to be. But to be fair, Subaru does the same fucking thing. So, but let's talk. But let's. So, what's the difference? So two things. So number one, gosh, there's so many things. I know this is like. Crazy. So uh, along that same line of like the Dodge trucks and Ford and Chevy and all those things like like a rock. Oh, like a rock. Remember that commercial? Oh my God, no. Okay. I'll try that too. Anyway, what I equate those, it's going to sound crazy. Um, I equate those types of commercials to political commercials. They're not political inherently. I'm not saying, oh, okay. Chevy all of a sudden is political. What I'm saying is they hit the same themes. If you watch certain political commercials it's all about made in america mm-hmm. all about um power and unity yeah. and you know what I mean? like it's it's all of the same themes right one is packaged for a car and the other one is packaged for a person and isn't that okay. weird like how they coincide yeah. the second point is i don't think that subaru sells is selling the same thing i think if you compare subaru's like, is a little more authentic i will say that is it i would say if you take the demographic for a truck, like someone driving a pickup truck okay. and, a Shelby Silverado. and someone driving a Subaru Outback. Okay. If you think about those commercials, it's always families and it's always, you're going to pass this down and the memories that you're going to make. It's on the Subaru one. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, but if you think of it from a perspective of marketing and who you're marketing to one, you're marketing to a dude, not necessarily. I mean, they're, you, I mean, yes, but you're also marketing to family, but you're working, you're marketing to like that. Worker. You're marketing to the man of the family. I yeah. think that's what I think of. It's the blue like, collar, like, the, just, yeah. I think you're marketing to the man of the family. Whereas I think Subaru is marketing to the female of the family. Oh, Even though they always use a dad. They always use a dad. But I think that that's way more powerful to oh. a mom. Okay, I see where you're going. Okay, I think that trigger. There are a couple where it's prom- pro- prominently like the the moms of the family, you know, showcased. Right? But there's mostly it's mostly like the dads giving it to their teenage daughter. You're welcome. Bingo. You're yeah. welcome. That's true. So like, at this, I think it's 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 it, they're they're hitting the same notes, but I think totally they're different doing perspectives. It completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Silverado are the Chevy ones are definitely for the man of the family though because I think of the other one where it's like he's driving and he's like he's rolling his wedding band on his finger mm-hmm. and he's just like driving in his first of all they love to depict a dirty man who like dirty and clean <laughs> he's like you know he works his hands he's got today. calluses but he gets into his fucking spotless <laughs> car with the immaculate <laughs> black leather that's obviously maintained very well by someone who's not him. He just bought it. <laughs> he it works just hard for that And he's like driving down a dusty road and not a speck of dirt is on his fucking vehicle. It's like, oh my God, get over yourself. I can't even drive down the street without getting something on the car. Just, yeah, so. I, but yeah, I th- you're totally right. Yeah, the perspective wise, it's like totally different. They're trying to put you into that viewpoint, I think mm-hmm. is what they're trying to do. Of like you experiencing what the advertisement is showing you. And so that you can relate to it. And then you, like I said, just indirectly end up making that purchase or exactly. that decision. Because they also do the Subaru ones. They always they always do pets. 
They always either have yeah. the family ones or they have the pets one. And they're, they're, either, always... they're like, oh, we were going to target the young people who only love their pets or we're going to target the people who have established a family. They're either in a driveway or they're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's one of the you two. You know who they never target? Who? The crazy Subaru lovers out there who just... Lesbians? <laughs> well, No. <laughs> That crazy, is a, that, no, crazy that, lesbians uh, proven Subaru. proven fact lesbians buy more Subarus <laughs> oh my god they did a study I facts. guarantee you it is a known fact that a lady do, do carry, carry a purse e- an evening bag at dinner time anyway uh, no what I was saying was like the you know all the Subaru the crazy Subaru heads out there who like modify all of their Subarus to like the nth degree and drive them around and like they're fucking bomb ass I know because I used to be one but I think of those people like they don't they're not represented in the super advertisements, but they still fucking buy them. Just, just, just slide this in here. How an ad campaign made lesbians fall in love with Subaru. Oh, my God. When Subaru came out, the birth of the lesbaru. <laughs> that's, that's a real cool. What is this fucking source? Is this after the- Ellen oh lesbian God. publication? OK, shifting gears slightly about commercials but same uh, on the same thread. you're just gonna drop the lesbian like bomb like that and yeah. not like detail it at all do you want to know why because i know Kristen's gonna listen to this and she hates it when i do that oh, i hate it right now <laughs> and I'm fucking do you want me to read it to you fine well no i just want to know more information on how uh, first of all how did they even know like did they just survey a bunch of lesbians and say hey did you guys like love this commercial or what because i'm pretty sure if i were that lesbian saying i'd be like fuck you like what <laughs> Was the commercial about lesbians? Because um, that's a whole other thing I can get in is like gay representation in it's, it's, commercials. Do you as a gay man, when you see it, see us it, oh God, when you see like us <laughs> represented in a commercial, do you feel more inclined to purchase that product? After Ellen. Okay. This is the, well, this is it. My question. Right over here. I'm okay, sorry. Go ahead. I was doing what you asked me to do. Oh, I know. I was you just know it's hard for me to multitask. What was your question? I'll answer your question first. No, that's fine. You can go. I was just asking like along the same lines because I was asking like, well, does how do they know like the lesbians like loved this product okay. or this like thing? I was asking you like as a gay man, like do you feel more empowered or more like likely to purchase whatever they're selling if we're represented no. in that commercial? Yeah, exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm so hard like hard pressed to understand like what exactly you know, they're feeling so excited about because more often than not, whenever I notice it, it feels like it's like really pulling some strings, like trying really hard, girl. I'm going to read a little excerpt here. Okay. And this, it maybe will answer what you're trying to, why, why they know it for this. Now for us, I I agree with you. It doesn't make a difference Well, I think we need to talk about it because it's. Everyone knows the Subaru is apart from the U-Haul, the ultimate dyke mobile. Again, this is their words after Ellen, not me. So any lesbians out there, don't come for me. How did the stereotype come to be? Among gay people, it seems to have pre- uh, to have preceded Subaru's explicit lesbian niche marketing. NPR's Planet Money tells the whole story. Subaru spent more than a decade carefully targeting lesbian consumers, Noel King and Stacey Bannock-Smith explain. Subaru sales had been slumping in the early 90s as they competed against the f- and fell short of bigger import brands. Desperate to turn things around, they considered... Their biggest selling point, the all-wheel drive. All-wheel drive is for outdoorsy types. Those in a cold climate or otherwise in stable climate. Focus groups featured campers and professionals of different types. Not a lot to go on for a marketing campaign. 
A gay man in one of those focus groups pointed out that all of his friends who owned Subarus, all of them were lesbians. <laughs> the mid-90s were hardly friendly to gays, and while things have been shifting since the early and most aggressive days of the gay liberation movement, it's not like Subaru was predisposed to be op- open-minded on a topic of inclusion. So part of their ads were like, get out and stay out. That was one of their ads. Okay. So I think they were overtly. Um, so I, I'll, I'll send you this too. Uh, here's some more of their stuff. It's not a choice. It's the way we're built. Oh, cute. Okay. Um, at least we've got our priorities straight. That's one, another one. Oh, God. Um, so, so they really try to go after it. So let's to so to answer your your other question a little more fully. Yeah, I mean, because I like you, I definitely don't like. I don't. I've never once seen a commercial. Because here's the thing for me, it is always maybe this is why it doesn't appeal to us. It's always two gay dads and a child. It's always that motif. Wow, that's true. Except for that toilet paper one where he's like, I'm going to go bottom or whatever. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, everyone. Uh, no, I don't, I don't. Don't look up that term. Anyway, but basically. Um, well, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, that's what they were alluding to, I think. Oh, 100%. You know, it was like a wink and a nod. Well, that's that's my thing is every time I see it, exactly, you're right. It's like this ideal picture of what a gay couple will be, what straight people want the gay couple to be like that's what i feel like it never feels like authentic or just like even sometimes in like credit commercials you'll kind of see it like where it's just like normal people like kind of normal sure it's not as like in your face but but it still just doesn't feel authentic it's usually a couple of white dudes Mm -hmm. both of them in super great shape perfect one of them wearing a bow tie the bow tie always, always gets you. Even the tie. ones that are specifically targeted to gay audiences, like Truvada. That's something. Well, yeah. What bothers me is like every yes, it, it's it's a, it's it represents a lot of different colors, but it doesn't represent a lot of sizes, and it doesn't represent what people truly look like in the actual gay community. And it, yeah. Well, and my it's thing very with, LA gays. Well, is what I think with of. my thing with like Truvada, for instance, is like it's marketed. It could be for anyone. Anyone who wants to just prevent. Any exposure to HIV. Mm-hmm. It's not just for gay people or trans people or anything like that. It's for everyone. Yeah. And that commercial pisses me off and to a certain extent because it's like, this is just a medication. Why are you... I mean, I don't know. Like To me, they didn't need to be so hard in the gay community with it because it's it like everyone also, in the gay community knows about it. It's also weird when they're like, I'm on the pill. It's like, why are you... Why but are it's you, not to prevent pregnancy. Why are you approaching this as like birth control? You it's know what weird. I mean? It's a weird... It's, it's, yeah, the commercial gives me the weird. Yeah, but you know, there's other stuff out in the world that's been clearly marketed towards gays. The one that pops into my head um, is Camel Menthol Number no. 9 cigarettes. Oh, I don't know that. Um... They were the ones that came in a black package with the pink um, lining. Like neon? Neon pink. Yeah. Sarah mm. used to smoke them. They were yeah. delicious. They were great, but they were specifically marketed towards gay dudes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They tasted great. Yeah. I smoked them. Huh. I'm trying to think of other ones. Other... I, think of, I think of Absolute. Absolute does a bunch. Um, I just think of like all, the, com- all the, the modern equivalents of it. It's like anything that's kind of... Like, I feel like financial related. I always see them in financial relations. Soup commercials. Campbell's Soup oh, did it. But, but I love when people freak out. Oh, you're just trying to push your political thing. People were pissed about everything. But it's I remember like, the, Campbell, the Campbell's commercial. Yeah, everyone was mad about that too. 
I love it because I'm just like, I don't understand why you're mad. I'm mad for something else because I'm just like, this is not accurate. But you're pissed because you think they're po- like pushing a political what, agenda. Are you fucking kidding me? What it's I think soup. Is, what I think is funny. People is, eat soup, you fucking idiot. Like, we all eat soup. What does it fucking matter? It's just, it's gay soup. So what tickles me is people get so bent out of shape about, oh, well, if, if two gays or two lesbians show up in, in uh, a commercial, um, and they say, uh, you're pushing your political beliefs on me. And they're yeah. very upset. But whenever, like, say, for instance, I'm like, you know, you probably shouldn't eat Chick-fil-A. You know, if you care about me, don't do that. Right. right. Um, and they're like, well, but why not? It, their lemonade's great. And I feel really good. Like, the, come on, guys. It's just chicken. It's Who justification. Cares? And so, like, but, like, they are pissed whenever someone calls them out for like, hey, you probably shouldn't do that. Right. Don't, they're putting your, they're pushing their political beliefs on everybody. Yes. And so, but, th- but for them, it's something they like. Right. And so they get very upset about it. And it, it just, it, what it boils down to for me and not to get too political is like advertising is there for everybody, right? They're trying to capture they don't the give most. A fuck. They, they just want to sell less. shit. They so just want to sell shit. What you're doing is you're taking your own personal feelings and applying it to something that doesn't have those things. Right. And I think that whenever, like if it, what here's the thing for me is like, don't let it get you bell out of shape. If you get upset because you see a couple of gay dudes in a toilet paper commercial, um, who cares? It's toilet paper. You can buy a different brand. That's you want to like make the biggest impact. Just stop, stop buying, buying it. it. Just stop buying it. I think all those people it. who like burn their Nikes and it's like, first of all, you that's already stupid. Got, they already got your fucking money, bitch. They're they good. Are, they're, good. they're good. They don't give a fuck. They don't. It's a, it's care. a good symbol, but like you're not doing anything. Well, and the thing is, it's like for every one person who does that, who like burns shit and like makes a big fucking deal out of it. There's 10 gays on Twitter that are like, fuck you. I'm going to go buy more. Like I fucking love this shit, right. you know? And it's like, it, okay, well, great. The company, the only person that won is the fucking company. Exactly. That's the only person who won out of this, this situation. Agreed. I think of like Tiffany, they did um, a few ads, a gay ads, a couple ads with gay ads with um, like proposals. Their engagement stuff. Yeah, yeah. with their engagement things. And they had them up in the stores and everything. I think of those. Yeah. But that's very targeted too. They know gays are going to buy. But I'm going to be real with you. I've yet to see a commercial with gay, with uh, to anybody that's with any gays. And I'm like, oh, I should do that. Like I've never. I've never once thought, oh, this is really great. Whenever I, I see this. those, like, come down to Key West where we were out before it was on, I'm like, the last place oh I want to go is a place surrounded by gays. Key West. Although I would like to go to Key West, <laughs> but not for the fact of, like, I'm accepted there. Like, I don't I don't care about that. So, shifting gears one more time. To what? To more of deceptive practices. And I, I want to lead off this way. Clickbait? First of all, clickbait works. Uh, remember when you... Uh, you were doing stuff for two nutrition nuts and I can't remember what it was, but there was some, like you were making these videos and I was like, you were like, no one's clicking on them. And I was like, well, why don't you say something that's more provocative than this is how you do this. And it was like, what happens whenever you blah? And like, all oh, of a sudden enticing. that one, yeah. And that one got more. And I think it's, it's, it's proven that people are curious. Like if you have a statement, if you're making a statement, like well, you won't believe or whatever, it's like, well, maybe I won't believe it. I should find oh out, God. right? Click, yeah. it's, clickbait. The reason why clickbait works is because it works, right? Yeah. That's why it exists. And that's a profound statement. The reason why clickbait works is because it works. Duh. The reason it exists is because it works. Um, but like when I think of, of misleading, what I think of is I think of organic. Okay. 
but not necessarily organic in the actual produce section. I'm talking about back in the aisles. So if when you're at the grocery store and you're walking around, you see things that say organic blah. What does that mean? Like, what does organic mean? So or- does it mean anything? A- organic to be certified organic or whatever to be used is just means some sort of regulatory agency. And I don't know the exact one. I don't know if it's the USDA or what it is, but a regulatory agency is certified that during the inspection or during, you know, audits or whatever they've done with that company, that certain things have not been utilized, whether it's chemicals, certain chemicals, certain pesticides, certain things like that have not been used on said products. But that, but the, the term organic is not monitored, correct? Like it is well certified organic. Yes. But like, if I were to say this is organic, it depends. I'm, I'm, if you're using it as like, this is an organic product then you can just say that yeah in general <laughs> you know what i mean like it, as it, it, i think it there occurs th- in nature it's I organic think there yeah. are other things i think there are things in stores that are misleading natural is usually what they use in natural the thank you not organic, organic. usually it's natural all that 100 natural <laughs> and that doesn't mean anything 100 real no no it's not regulated at all There's, Sorry. and that's how most of the advertising in the health industry because when you talk about deception that's usually what i think of is just health fitness losing weight all of that shit i feel like all of it's deceptive in in some nature be, in some form because it's all just trying to convince you that you need it and that it's good for you and that's there what it was that what uh, was it talc powder like that caused all the cancer and all that yep. shit and baby powder yeah i'm sure it was marketed as like this super healthy all natural bullshit that you know everyone could use and blah blah blah, blah. for so, years yeah um Roundup, for example, they just gotten they just finished a big lawsuit. They were shit. It's carcinogenic that causes cancer. And it's branded on vegetables. For they years. have a new product. I saw a commercial just for it. The other, that's the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I just saw a commercial for it the other day. And they're like, oh, it's made with natural products. And it has like this wand with this cup on the end of it. So it doesn't have any spray back. So you don't get cancer as quickly, basically, <laughs> is what the commercial was. I was like, oh, that's great. Oh, cool. You know, but to the average person, it's like, oh, that's really nice. I don't have to worry about spray back, not thinking about the cancer that it's caused for other people. Right. But yeah, deception definitely in in the supermarket. You want to talk about deception? Supermarket number one place. Boom. And um, everyone is trying to convince you that this product is the best thing that you have to have. Well, I think about meats, like okay. beef. Oh, sorry, reason in there. Like beef is they inject it with that hemoglobin to make it look more red, but in reality, it's probably not that red. Do they inject it with hemoglobin? Are you talking about ground beef? I'm talking about most beef products, like that hemoglobin they put into it, because otherwise it would have a different look about it. It would be more grayish. I don't think they inject it. I mean, that's not something I've read up on or studied on. I feel like I'm... I feel like it'd be rather rather hard to inject it, considering a lot of the fibers, and it, it just wouldn't... There's something they do. They put a gas in there that helps prevent some of that coloring so I'm not sure what you're talking about mm. injection mm. there are gases that they use I know that but that's pretty norm maybe I was thinking like what am I thinking of there's some type of I don't know there's some there's something that they do to something to make it look more appetizing I'm thinking of salmon I'm thinking of salmon. oh well salmon they, they feed, feed it they feed dyed food to the salmon to make it look more pink yeah because otherwise it's it's rather pale yeah beef yeah beef naturally is just kind of that way because myoglobin acts interacts with oxygen and turns red 
um, they can. They and can then keep, after it oxidizes for so long, it, yeah. and they can keep changing the Best Buy date on beef on products like that. <laughs> can they? I feel like you know more about the conspiracies here. Than have I you do. not? Have you not seen those things? Like, I mean, I, of course, I'm not saying like go to your local grocer and they're you know fucking you over with your meat, but like that's not what I'm getting at. But like, well. I don't know. I also, yeah. I get wigged out in grocery stores because, like, I see the amount of people that just put things on shelves that should not just be left on out on a dry shelf. Yeah, and you wonder if it's just like put back in the fridge. You know, they just put it back. I don't think so. I really don't. Now, I you mean, tell me. I you don't, tell me. I don't think so. But that I, person getting abused at Walmart, who's well, maybe making, at Walmart, who's I'm making minimum like, wage, if that, having no, to use I, I honestly federal don't. subsidies to like I don't really. Life. I really don't. I, I, I would imagine they've told, you know, if, if something is found like that, like it doesn't cost anything to the company. It's not like they're, they're, why would they do that? I don't think that, I don't think that would, I don't think that happens as often as you do. Otherwise we would have bought products somewhere along the line that have been expired. And I don't, I've never in my mind have bought anything that's already been expired like that. I don't know. That's just where my mind is. That's where my mind goes. You think people are the worst. Well, they are so the worst. assume the worst. They are the worst. I don't think. That happens as often as you want it to. <laughs> what are some I, other- I when I think of deception, I think of like cereals. I think of like granola bars. Oh I think God. of like granola. I think of all of the prepackaged shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of chips and tortilla so, so, chips and so all of those. Let's things. back up a little bit here. Why okay. cereal? Cereal mainly a the, well. You want to talk about children appealing to children, hundred percent. But also like they're trying to convince you that it's a balanced breakfast. At, that that verbiage alone can fucks with people. It's like, oh, this is a well balanced breakfast just because it's got some fucking folic acid in it. Like, sorry, it, you know that B vitamin is not going to fucking help you. Like, that's not. It's loaded with carbs. It's loaded with sugar. It's not a balanced breakfast. I hate to break it to you. Mm-hmm. Also, you're programmed to eat twice and three times as much as you actually are supposed to consume for a breakfast. Isn't it like half a cup? It's like Usually it's half a cup, quarter of a cup for like grape nuts and stuff. And then like a full cup for some of them. Um, but yeah, like you're just programmed to consume, 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 and then to go through the boxes. And that's why they make them bigger and bigger. So you can feed your fucking family of seven and blah, 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 blah. It's like, and they are so smart because they have like the really sugary, obviously sugary Reese's um, puffs. Yeah. whatever. But I think of like lucky charms, tricks, cocoa puffs, cocoa pebbles, like all of those, like it's like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, those are really bad for you. But then you go like just eek down the aisle and all of a sudden you get like the special K ones and they have just as much sugar. Um, mm-hmm. And you go and like these ones that look very, very healthy. Well, that's why I talk I about think- granola because granola is like condensed. It's like super concentrated cereal, basically. Yeah. You know, and then people are, are more likely to overconsume on that because the portion size is going to be smaller than what a normal like Lucky Charms cereal is. If you've grown up eating Cheerios and you're used to eating a cup of Cheerios, well, that's only probably 150, 200 calories. But when you convert that to granola, you're just going to have the same amount, but it's going to be 500 calories. Is that Honey Nut Cheerios you're talking about or regular? Do you like Honey Nut Cheerios? I prefer Honey Nut. Actually, I prefer Multigrain Cheerios. That's probably my favorite one. But I do love a good Multigrain uh, Cheerio. I like regular Cheerios in forever. I like regular Cheerios with a little bit of honey. I like to add my own honey to it. That sugar. That too. I never said I didn't add sugar. I just like to add one little. So anyway, yeah, I think of I think of cereals that way because it's just like trying to convince you that this one thing is it's a perfect breakfast and it's just not. Do you think Kashi is better? 
Takashi. Oh, well, their whole advertising thing is like, oh, natural. We went and hand-selected all these fucking ingredients. Bullshit, bitch. No, they didn't. You didn't send some white girl over to Indonesia to find your perfect cinnamon. I'm sorry. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Um, and if you did, she chose wrong. Yeah. That, <laughs> cereal's garbage. No, I, I think their cereal is just like any other cereal. That's the other thing is like, that's why I talk about like price-ups and markups. Like, some things are the exact same shit. They're just charging you more mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Kashi, that whole the whole scheme is like, yeah, we're, we're organic. We're blah, blah, blah. We choose all these things. We handcraft these things. What I think of is um, mayonnaise. What about mayonnaise? So that you have your regular mayonnaise, but then you have your olive oil mayonnaise. And you have... Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's all still mayonnaise, right? Mm-hmm. Like... The ingredients are just slightly different. Right. It's yeah. You're still getting that same oil. Right. It's just a different type. Now, like, and I think of a lot of lines of, like, spray oil, too. Like, you know, you could spend 4 and $5 for a can of spray coconut oil. You know what I mean? Or you could just spend a couple bucks and get, like, the canola oil or the, the regular vegetable oil. it's basically the same. Well, the thing is, is you're using in such minute amounts you know, if you're gonna cook with something, sure, cool. Like you can buy coconut oil and use it if that's really what you want. If you like the flavor and that's what you're doing it for. But great. like, I think it's so funny who people are like spending all this extra money on these small things that like really don't make a big difference Agreed. at all. Coconut you know, oil is like genius marketing right there. Oh, I know. Just saying. By the way, I love canola oil. Another one that stands out to me is yogurt. Mm, okay, what about yogurt? Regular yogurt. People think, oh, like, I never forget a friend of mine was like, I'm starting my diet today. And I'm like, oh, cool. What have you had? And she was like, well, I had a yogurt. And I was like, which one? Just from over there. And, it's, and I was like, you We're had- not judging people here. No, 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 not at all. It's, 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 this is what we're talking about. It's you the, only know it because I pounded it in your Yeah, head. but it's the advertising, Going right? Going through so grocery stores. It's the advertising of it all. Because they tell you, like, this little yo place, like, cup of yogurt is like, this is a great way. But in reality, it's like you're eating, like, 16 right. grams of sugar in that tiny one. Right. And I know multiple people that have like two or three of them uh-huh. and you don't feel like you're doing too bad because they're tiny right? and you're told it's like good for you. Well, who was that? Like Susan Sarandon who was like, Oh, it's like so healthy for your gut. Oh, that's uh, Jane Jamie, Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, Jamie Lee Activia. Curtis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that Activia bullshit too. Cause it's like, this is great. Cause it's probiotics. It's Every fucking yogurt consume has that. Okay, great. Cool. Move on next. No, I love yogurt. I love I love the regular like regular. Keeper's yogurt. been doing it forever, and it didn't have to fucking add a medication to it. Sorry. Well, I love yogurt. Like I'm not here to judge people for eating yogurt because I eat yogurt myself. I love Greek yogurt, but I try to balance knowing what I know. I think what it is is like it's fine that the advertising marketing's out there, but like don't trust it. Like have it like doubt it a little bit. Look at the label. Um, well, you know what they're banking on? They're banking on there are so many fucking options that you're yeah. never going to second guess it. You're just going to pick up what you've always gotten, what your family's always purchased, mm-hmm. what you've always done. I was watching a YouTube video on someone who was walking me through like a Scandinavian, some sort of grocery store over in that sort of area. Mm-hmm. And they were like basically just saying like these grocery stores are designed to have, they, they market, the grocery stores market that they only have 1500 items or less. And they market off of this idea that you're not overwhelmed and over exposed to food products. You only have so many to choose from. So it makes their life easier. And the people enjoy that and actively seek out grocery stores like that because they only have so many selections that they can make. 
So. And I, they walked me through and I was like, what the fuck? You have like five cereals to choose from? Like, that's crazy. We have an entire fucking 500 square feet dedicated to cereals. So, but let's, let's. But I actually loved it. I was like, damn, that must be nice to just not have to make so many selections. So let's talk about that for a second. So it is no secret. If you know me, I like going to Walmart, especially here. It's cheaper. It's not like the Walmarts in West Virginia. They're, uh, it's just a different vibe here. A lot of them are smaller and are more grocery focused. There's not a lot yeah, of Yeah, there's like the stuff. neighborhood market one. Yeah, and those are the ones that are most near us. Um, and so the the options are much more limited. And I like that. It's mm. the, it's the it's the Walmart I like to go to because if I need like shampoo or, you know, toothpaste, they have that stuff as well. But like there's not a home section, there's not an electronic section, there's not a sporting good. There's not there's just very little um, beyond groceries. And I a like that. Number two, because along that same line, I am less overwhelmed there. The problem I have is I normally know what I some an idea of what I want, and I have a hard time finding it. So there are times that I like to go to the Super Walmart, which has way more options, like right. seven or eight, nine more aisles, packed to the gills with just stuff crammed in there. Um, so I think it really just depends on like, if I'm just going to browse, I like to go to the smaller Walmart. Like if I don't have anything in mind, cause then it's like, Oh, I can just pick up the things that intrigue me. Right. But if I have specific stuff that I want, I feel like I need to go to a bigger one to make sure I can get all the things that I need. Cause right. I'm very specific in things that I like. Um, so I don't know how I got there. Me either. It's way <laughs> off topic. Um, Walking us through your grocery habits. I love going, and I love going grocery shopping. My point was just like, yeah, that like, you know, it's, you're able to make better choices, I feel like, when there are less options in front of you. And I feel like advertisers hone in on that and knowing, like for yogurt example, for example, there are maybe out of the hundred yogurt options, probably as a dietitian, only maybe four or five that I would recommend. <laughs> You know, as far as like good for your good money, a good value Mm -hmm. and actually a good product that's going to, you know, not add all this extra shit in it. So they're banking that you're going to make a selection out of the other 95 because you're not, you know, just uh, you're just not as informed. Along that, Or you just don't have the time. You don't have the time to stand there and say, which has more sugar, which has more, this, you know, and then be able to equate that into like, what does that look like in my daily life? I think what they want is they they want you to spend hours in the store, but they want you to spend hours actively shopping. You know what I mean? Picking up stuff, putting it in your cart, moving on. Like I remember going to the store with my mom. We, it was an all day event because we went through every aisle and we looked at every item, but oh, we didn't, see, we like but that. we didn't examine every item. We just wanted to make sure we didn't miss anything we may want. Oh, so it was see, no, very slow. It was a, it was a dread. I felt like ours were, like my mom had a list. She knew exactly what she wanted, what she was getting. Your mom's a good grocery shopper. She is. I, I didn't inherit that <laughs> at all. I inherited my mom's, which was like, let's just mosey along and browse and pick up and, and take shit that we in. don't need. I'm very good at that. Um, so let me ask you this question. Do you think shampoos are different? <laughs> I think or do you think they're all basically the same? Mine is of course like I don't medicated. know that, and that's that's what they're again that's what they're like banking on is that you're an uneducated ill-informed consumer so on one hand so you rely on packaging coloring um you know little blurbs about they what they put in there it's like this is good do for you know this the, do you remember the tresemme jingle 
No. Tresemme. Tresemme. Ooh la la. Remember that? Break me off a piece of that kick up her. Break me off a piece of that kick up her. That's for comment so, it goes in there. No. Um, I think of Pantene's. What was that? Pantene. Or was it CoverGirl? There's a CoverGirl. Girl Bar said. Maybe she's born with it? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's, it's Maybelline. Maybelline. That's what it was. So th- here's what I, I think all shampoos are the same. Like, I think the the fragrances are obviously different, but even so, there's some overlap. There. I'm sure there's different. Well, we and it comes down to that because there have been a few ingredients that I think in recent times have come out to be, you know, what is it, uh, sulfates and like, um, mm-hmm. you know, just different ingredients that I know off the top of my head that have like popped in, and like, oh, everyone's kind of jumped on the bandwagon of like these are bad for your hair, so we don't use them anymore. Yeah. But then the companies just remove it, or they just have never had it, and then they start advertising that they don't have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never used sulfates, and, and blah, 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 blah. it's like, okay, great. Thanks, Pert. Yeah. Have you ever used Pert? No. So my grandma exclusively used I, to use. I don't know how I ever... I usually just go with, what, head and shoulders. That's usually what I use. So I don't, I don't traditionally use shampoo. I usually use like a body wash, and then once a week I just use um, head and shoulders. That's probably why my hair is falling out. But I don't think there's a difference between that or toothpaste or deodorant other than well, t- fragrance, right? Toothpaste, that's funny you mentioned that because the crest bullshit recently of like, we have a gum detoxify, which that word immediately like triggers my RD like, fuck you. This detoxify bullshit. Means nothing. Um, cause that's a, that's a, you if you s- see anything that says, tells you that it's going to detoxify you and it's going to detox your immune system, it's going to detox your blood. Like news fucking flash. Your entire body does that already. Hey, can like, I ask a question? Do you have a liver? Yeah. Do you have kidneys? Congratulations. So you're detoxifying. Um, yeah. So when Crest came out with that, it heightened my, like, what the fuck is this? This is such bullshit. So Marketing. I started looking, I started investigating cause I was just like, well, I was in target one night. And I'm literally standing there with the gum, gum detoxify, which is like five, six dollars a tube. Like, I don't know how much, but it was pretty small comparing it to like the clearance toothpaste that was there. And like literally the ingredients are the same, but yeah. the ingredients, the active ingredients, the ones that are actually actively doing anything on there are the same. So tell me why, you know, it's more, it, it's better packaging. It's better shiny materials that they're using and they're running an ad for it. Can I? And they're making you scared that you're going to have gingivitis and you're going to have all these other problems. I think on one end of the spectrum, you have anti-vaxxers. People oh my who, God. How are we getting there? Hang with me here. That's a whole other topic. Well, I think, I think on, on the extreme end, you have the anti-vaxxers who are like, we can't even do like inoculations because it's going to cause problems. But I think the broad majority of people live somewhere in the middle where it's like, I'm afraid of all of these boogeymen out in the world. And these boogeymen are these things. I think about those Japanese foot pads. Oh, yeah, Again, another black. another case of detoxify, right? But like everyone's afraid of something hurting them. And so they know to market to people's fears. And I'm sure, I'm sure based on their definition of whatever detoxify means, it does that. But that doesn't mean other things don't do it or it's not just standard, right? Right. It's just a matter of applying a label to it. And that's the, th- that's where it's like the thin line of like flexibility and the, and the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The rigory of it all, right? <laughs> the buffoonery and goonery. But like the, uh, there's, there's this gray area where they can make these statements like vitamin water. Like there's no vitamins in vitamin water, but they, they really marketed. There are vitamins. It, but anything special, 
No, I mean they're generic vitamins. Exactly. They're water soluble vitamins, which is they funny got because sued. They got sued for uh, claiming some kind of health benefit for vitamin water. Well, there was a specific vitamin. I want to say it's riboflavin. I can't remember. Oh my god, there's a dietitian out there who's like, "You're a fucking idiot." There's <laughs> one B vitamin that is light sensitive and degrades with when exposed to sunlight. And that was one that they had included on their list. And it was so funny because it's stored in clear bottles. And it's like, mm, bitch, like, now I love <laughs> those are all degraded. Like, you're not getting any of that. But OK, sure. Sell it. I love vitamin water. The whole point. But I'm not drinking it because I think it's good for me. Marketing's whole thing is to maximize the amount of money that they can charge for something that costs nothing. That's all it is. Oh, sure. They just want to charge as much as they possibly can. LaCroix. Oh, but I love, I love the Croy. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not all bad. We don't have to hate it, but it's still selling us just lightly flavored water. Oh, let's get real. There's tons of things that I'm like, this marketing is bullshit, but I'm still going to buy it because I like it. Uh, I can, I can attest that I'm a sucker for like luxury for <laughs> overpriced <laughs> bullshit. I am a sucker for. You're also a sucker for very simplistic packaging. I am. It, oh, you're drawn to it. That's what I was going to say earlier was I'm drawn to simplistic messaging simplistic advertising like i think that's why i like that hershey kisses commercial so much is because it's so simple and it's like haagen used to do that they used to do commercials where they didn't say anything it was just like soft music and they would just have these like pretty imagery and it would just like it would go through and then it would just say haagen and have their ice cream like I, anything that can boil down what the fuck they're doing and can deliver in like a non-intrusive manner i feel more drawn to but what I think of is because I'm looking at it as all of our Louis Vuitton perfume. Um, I'm a sucker for like that sort of shit where it's just like overpriced things that are nice that I like having, but I'm just drawn to them. And, I, know, and they reeled me in with like this. I'm the same way with a couple. I don't things. know how they do it. But they do. I'm a sucker for a service like oh, any, well, yeah. and, um, and video games, like anything that looks even remotely interesting. I'm like, God, I gotta have it. I want to yeah, play it's it. It's so funny because I have no interest in that. Right, but I do. Um, I see a commercial for a video game and I'm like, that's 30 minutes of gameplay. And you're like, yes, I'm in. Buy it. Did you watch that video of Cuphead that I sent you? No. <laughs> you should. The art style's beautiful. Yeah. And that's what really drew me to that one. And it has a full jazz soundtrack. And I love jazz. Um, what kind of, I'm trying to think of what kind of advertising like gets to us. Like if we're just in there, clearance is probably the biggest. Oh my god! Advertising an, an idea of clearance. Like, is it on sale? Target's the perfect example of it because I remember used I used to make fun of Target clearance all the time. I was like, oh, this isn't a real sale, and like anymore, I'm like down for Target clearance. Well, here's what they do: is they get you with a really, really good sale, one really good item, and then the rest is like, well, I've listen, I'm already getting this. I should get this thing two percent off. It's a, it's a deal. Let's do it. I'm very that. Yeah. And well, I'm bad with, oh my gosh, whenever things at Walmart go on clearance, I, I buy in bulk. Like there's this perky jerky stuff. I bought literally like a hundred bags of that. I think it all expired. I'm still eating it. I don't think it expired. I don't know. Well, first of all, expiration dates are a joke. They're just best oh buy God. dates. <laughs> this, this podcast is all over the fucking place. That's marketing. Best Buy, I think Best Buy dates are marketing as well because it's telling you, oh, this is bad, you should throw it away. When in reality, this isn't as fresh as what it should be. Can you consider that marketing now? Yeah, because if I'm if I am looking at What are they trying to sell you with that? To, what are they to, trying to like... Oh, shoot. I, this bread is old. I need to go buy new bread. I know they're trying to get... Well, that's the whole... Well, you want to get on that fucking topic. It's like Costco and Sam's Club like selling you the idea of bulk goods. Oh, my God, bulk. And it's been proven, scientific study after scientific you know, study is like... 
the more you have of something, the faster you go through it because you have this perception that you don't have to worry about rationing or like watching it. Mm. So you just use it more readily, which is totally 100% true. You have to like stash it away. You have to portion it out and stash it away so that your mind doesn't say, just keep doing this. You're fine. You can use four cans of corn. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean by like cereal. Like, cause you know, families buy like the, the five and 10 pound bags of cereal and you just go through it. Cause you're just like, shit, I can have as much as I want. I got this all thing left. And next week you're buying the same thing. Question. Where do you get 10 pounds of cereal? I don't know. Do they not sell 10 pounds? They sell the five pound bags. I'm of sure cereal? I don't think that's the right. The giant commodity bags of cereal? Yes. No. I've never seen those. Like, I see What are like, you talking about? Like the Tutti Fruities, like the, the knockoffs, the knockoff brands. Those are not they're not five pounds. Okay, we'll look at them next time because they're fucking giant. They're big, but I don't think they're that 16 big. ounces is one pound, bitch. I'm sure they're five pounds. <laughs> I'm sure they're five pounds. I'll have to look. A standard box of cereal is, is <laughs> over a pound. You want to fucking call the numbers, bitch. I got the numbers. I got the receipts. <laughs> to be continued. The one. commodity bags. I, they've got to be over. They're well over two pounds. Get so you I'll some commodity you. cheese. That's what I used to live off of. Mm, me too. Anyway, I don't know where the fuck we've gone in the last hour and 20 minutes. Well, I think, you know, I think advertising is a necessary evil. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that I say that I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I, I like that. Um, and then there's other things where it's like, that's stupid. Like, oh. There's another one that pisses me off because we've not talked about another commercial anger. Oh my God. That diet Coke commercial. Okay. Well that one. Yes. First of all, diet Coke is trying to appeal to the millennial generation, which is technically my generation, but it's my generation whole and whole. And I fucking hate it. And I hate anyone who supports it. I don't think when people think millennial, I don't think they think of you. I think they think of teenagers and that's a completely different. They should think of me. I feel like I'm representative of a, a millennial population. Well, anyway, so it's that super more where it's like, um, it's this stupid bitch. Because I can. Their thing is, because I can. You want to live says, in a yurt? Yurt it up. That says it all. Because I can. The most recent one. Have you watched the most recent one? Have no. you seen the new one? There's a new one where it's this like woman. He's a young woman. She's like, and they're just like doing a voiceover. And they're like, because your meeting, morning, your afternoon meeting was moved up to 8 a.m. And you have to prepare for it. And you're living off of a diet, a breakfast consisting of a can of Diet Coke, raspberry, blah, 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 because you can. And you're having to deal with this terrible person who doesn't believe in you. And you're going to show him up because you're doing a presentation on 8 o'clock in the morning. It's like, fuck you. Fuck you. Like, what is this? What is this? And then the other one is the same sort of principle. It's like, because you didn't go to college and blah, 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 blah. You decided to open up a grilled cheese sandwich and you're taking that seriously. Or a grilled cheese shop. Oh because my God. Out of his dorm room something. or out of his apartment. You're yeah. like the new fucking sandwich king and blah, 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 because you're drinking a can of Diet Coke. It's like, fuck you. Like, I hate their representation of us because it's just like, this is not, what what is this? Who who fucking what came up you, with this? What do you think? It's You know what it is? It's some old white guy being like, this must be what the kids were like today because that's what I see. Like, none of it. None of it is real. Mm, it just pisses, it like but angers it, But me. you know what it does is it drives the conversation. And what it does is it is it creates that generational divide. But it's like... It, I don't think that's their goal. I think it's what it does, though. Remember that? Remember that? Uh, gosh, I get hated whenever people put up things like "This is what the millennials are like." It's like that's not what anybody is like. Is that know. is that person uh, like doing an interview with like a teenage, like a millennial girl, and she's like, mm, "I'm on my phone the entire time." It's like people do not do that. I have interviewed teenagers. I've interviewed 
kids. Yes, some of them are dumb, but none of them are like on their phones. Like they're try- like they they're putting their best foot forward. But the idea is, um, these kids today just don't get it. Like that's what some of those things are for. Like yeah. it's generational like appeasement, and it well, drives me nuts. The the vibe I'm getting from these di- these co commercials, they just they make us feel. To me, they make us look like we are trying to prove ourselves, but like it's, it's funny that we're trying to prove ourselves. Like it's funny that we're trying to be successful and we're trying to create new avenues and we're trying to not be the same people that our parents were like, I don't know. It just feels somewhat condescending to me when I, when I watch it, I'm just like, fuck you, man. Like just fuck you. I think I can't verbalize it. I can't be real. Well, I think, I think I can. I think what you're seeing is the reason why certain businesses and companies are going out of business because they don't get their consumer base anymore. And I think that's what you're getting at is like, they don't have a true vision of what this particular group looks like. And so they're marketing to what they think it is. Right. And that's not at all. So they're missing the mark. So all of these different companies that are struggling that the millennials are killing it's not the fact of like they're bad. It's that they, d- they're not speaking to their audience anymore. They're sure shit trying though. Yeah. But they're doing it in the wrong way. It's almost in a desperate way. Like diet Coke is in desperate that, need of help. That's a fucking, I've never seen a more desperate move from a company. Right. To and try it's, to appeal and it's to blatant. Someone. And that's the thing is like, sometimes if it, you can appeal to people and maybe, maybe it's, it's, it's not as obvious and it's successful, but when it's blatantly trying, it's so a turnoff, I'll, especially I'll, to our generation. I think the Diet Coke one is a good example of like what not to do. But although I've not heard an uproar, so maybe I'm alone in in my aggravation with that those commercials. No, I I've seen know. articles about it. But I think of on the opposite end of what Gillette did recently. Yeah. When they ran a commercial that talked about just being a man, or I don't even remember what what it, what it takes to be a man, and it was it like, was like very it was it was honest, it was like direct. It to me, it didn't feel, it felt timely, it felt like appropriate, it didn't feel out of place, it didn't feel like it was stretching for anything, it didn't feel like it was trying to force anything. But people were so pissed about it. Well, I think it's, I don't think everyone was pissed. I think people. Well, that, it was responded well, like by our our what I feel like was our generation. So I think men of a certain generation um, are more sensitive now, right? Like I think they're more in touch with their feelings. They're more in touch with what they want. They're not afraid to talk about the things. And I'm generalizing, right? Of course there's people out there who don't have those characteristics, but like the machismo, the hyper masculine, I can't be seen as weak. I think that's thankfully going away. And I think that's what they were kind of getting at. So I think the people who were pissed felt personally attacked because it's something that they themselves identify with, whether by choice or by accident. And some people just get really angry when they feel like a company is taking a stand on something. Oh, for sure. People just get if it's something they don't agree with. Angry. Yeah. Well, exactly. I, they, it's perfectly fine if it aligns with what they want, but like otherwise, it's just. Pissed. I never will forget, like. You know, you think about Colin Kaepernick taking a knee during the national anthem and people losing oh, their fucking Jesus. minds. We but can't. like, but when Tim Tebow took a knee for a different reason, people are like, "Oh, he's so brave, he's a Christian, God bless his soul." Like, it's very that. And I'm like, first of all, fuck you, Tim Tebow sucks. And like, he was standing up for like, n- like for like anti-abortion bullshit. And it's like, if you're willing, but and that's like an even more hyper. Like, I think that's even more hyper. 
like polarizing, right? To, to take a stand on abortion is way more polarizing than saying, hey, black people shouldn't be shot in their neighborhoods by the cops. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. just, I just don't think the, the one is like someone is getting shot for something that they necessarily should not be shot for. And the other one is like abortion. Like the thing of like the past 50 years that people have been fighting over. I but, just don't think they're the same. But advertising, right? <laughs> well, that leads to why Nike, I mean, Nike made a stand and chose Colin Kaepernick. That speaks to generation. Gillette made a stand by saying, hey, w- there's all types of, of manhood and what that looks like, a masculinity. Right, right. That's taking a stand. So I think it. I think it's advertising. Yeah. I just also think it's political. Hmm. I'm not saying people are right or wrong for the way they feel. No, I'm just, I'm just thinking. I just, yeah, I was just thinking about. It's, it's one of those things that's. Like, I don't know. I just don't know. I, don't, I mean, I think I'm over here getting as angry as I am over a fucking Coke commercial. So I guess I can't really like blame well, them for being angry about something else. But here's what I think is like, like people, like advertising really, it's, it's super, it's so surprising that advertising is so polarizing. And some people, some people will die on that heel, right? Of like, if being angry about it or like defending it. But at the end of the day, I think you sum- summarized it nicely earlier. It's like the only people that's really benefiting from any of this are the companies themselves. Cause you're talking about them. <laughs> you're giving them brand awareness. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I don't know. We've talked about a lot of different things. We're- I know we're all over the place. Well, I'm thinking of like one that just happened like literally two days ago, United uh, came out as the first uh, airline to place a non-binary, um, yeah. Selection on their tickets. I saw that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. A lot of a lot of positive things I saw on Twitter, but I didn't see any of the negatives. You know. But of course it was it's along the same lines of like, oh, you're making me blah blah blah. And then everyone was like, Oh, there's only two genders, blah blah blah. And it's like, oh, oh Jesus, here we go. First of all, it, it who cares? I just I just want to shake people and be like, none of this matters. Like what somebody else is doing with their sexuality doesn't matter to me. And if a company wants to make those people feel included, my thing is like, are, are you personally checking everyone's fucking tickets? Like, are you personally going to go in and say, okay, well, you know, here's this, this, and this. Especially and on a ticket. Who cares? What does that mean? You know what it does? Is it's is a dignity that. thing for that person. It, it does nothing to anybody else. And all United wants is you to make that choice because you feel more comfortable doing it. Yeah. So it's like, you oh, they make the choice me. to go to United. That's all they want. Don't, don't lose track of what's really happening here. You keep bringing up these political things, and all I'm saying is I'm just here to answer the, your question. No, I'm not. I'm just thinking of I'm like these are things that <laughs> yeah. are more recently have happened. No, I I get where you're coming from, and and I agree with you that yes, it's nice, and I'm I'm about to get political, and I'm not going to do it. Okay, you're not going to get me. <laughs> you're not going to get me. Not on this one. I've already been like political, but. What it boils down to for me is like, well, our thing is, is we're not trying. Yeah. I don't want it to be political. Yeah. I'm I not, mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to attack anybody. the things. The obvious things are they overlap in weird ways. You always find, it just feels like anything nowadays has to be like this side or that side. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's just kind of tiring. It's like, I don't, I, I don't understand what has happened in recent times to where it's like, we can't just like, try to have something for the greater good and just like have something that appeals to everyone. And just is, it always just feels like everyone's trying to divide you on everything that you choose. And that if you're not this side, you're that side. And if you're not this side, you hate this person and yada, yada. I don't know. I just wish that like, you know, what's more so now it could just be, Hey, these are, these are good things that we could do. You know, what disappoints me 
like people really take things personally and I I personally don't disagree like I don't hate anybody that I'm friends with but like some people can't even have a conversation people cannot take a joke that's for sure but like I don't know like I, I I don't know it's a touchy subject and I just you know there are tons of people that I'm friends with especially now that I've been adding more friends from like my high school years gross like they're all very conservative um but I'm I, I have the feeling and I have to stop myself from like being like hey people who you know voted for Donald Trump DM me let me ask you some questions and it's not I don't want to attack them you know what I mean like I'm not gonna be like you suck blah 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 like I don't I don't if I thought that I would unfriend them today right like I wouldn't be their friend I just would just not deal with them but like I just I get the feeling as like people are just not engaged and they and they and they they like the idea of Donald Trump because he speaks his mind and he's a disruptor and people don't like Washington blah 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 but like I think he's more of the same I think if you want to talk about someone who's truly like conniving and manipulative and playing games and dividing people, I think that's him. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that, that Democrats and liberals don't do that too, but like to say he's different, I just don't think he is. And I want to ask people that question, but not like in a threatening way of like, if you disagree with me, I'm going to make you feel stupid. I don't want to do that. Right. Like you may make a really brilliant point. And if you make a good point to me, I'll say, that's a good point. I still don't agree with you, but that's a good point. But I just think people can have those conversations anymore. And I know that's nothing about advertising, but like you kind of led me there. And it's like, I just have a lot of feelings about it because, and I think as we talk about advertising and like, if you fall into these like advertising traps, it doesn't make you stupid because we all do it. Oh, hello. I mean, it doesn't matter what level you are. You all, everyone falls into something. There's advertising for every single fucking person. Everything you buy that you've seen a commercial for, you've fallen into the trap. It doesn't matter who you are. And um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't mean you've made a wrong choice, right? Sometimes oh the gosh. advertising is right. You know, we haven't even talked about like product placement and like the age of YouTube and like YouTubers profiting off of like selling influencers. Yeah. Influencers, people who have literally just made a job out of Kylie being Jenner. the middleman of like just making money off of nothing. Hey guys, thanks for coming back to my channel. Here's this. Jeffree yeah. Star, I'm looking at you. Jeffree Star? Yeah, but he's not even the worst one. You want to be real. Not. You want to be real on YouTube <laughs> channels because I have seen a lot, which is so sad on my end, but I don't fucking care. It's like shit that I watch. First of all, I love a, I love YouTube content because it's not very long. It's easy to follow, and there's always a and limitless you can find supply. Niches. You can find niches of just kind of like stuff that you like and like really unique creators that I just like supporting. But yeah, you, I mean. We'll have to talk about YouTube separately because there's a lot YouTube of stuff because I love YouTube. <laughs> Oh, what was that? Phone. Loud. Sorry. So, I th I feel like we've we've talked about a lot, don't you? Yeah, an hour and a half. Oh, what? Um, yeah, we're in an hour and forty minutes. You kept talking about Donald Trump. Listen, that was only like maybe two or three minutes. Um, Ugh, did, I, yeah, but you, you know, it just like it makes me so uncomfortable anytime we start going into that territory. Well, and I'm just gonna be real with it because it really does. It just like it makes my tummy, my stomach like turn because it's just like, oh fuck, like what's this gonna like turn well, out? Let me now? be real, like I, it I just have such animosity towards the whole thing, and it's like, ugh. you know, we've we've touched I'm on exhausted. political topics before, and we've erased it, right? Because it's like you know, yeah, our whole fucking thing, one of the whole episodes not, turned into. I'm not here to fight with people, and I won't fight with people. But that's what's funny is like I don't feel like we can make points without it being turned into something that's like. That it's not. Well, if someone takes my words and twists it around, then that's their problem. 
I I say what I mean and I have made it clear I'm not trying to I've not attacked anybody. I've not told anybody they're wrong. I just don't agree with them. If people tell me he's a he's a he's a change agent and he's doing things that are good, I just don't buy it. Right. Show me it. Like I'll tell you like his criminal justice reform, that's great. Good. But there's a well, lot of other shit that he's done that I'm like, no, thank you. We're different and too. I'm going to be real. It doesn't matter who's doing it. If he was doing it, Hillary Clinton was doing it. Barack Obama was doing it. George W. Bush was doing it. I don't like the actions. It has nothing to do with the person doing it. Right. The problem is no one's holding him accountable. And that bothers me because everyone has accountability in life. And if I go out and I start saying all kinds of terribly offensive things or attacking people's looks, I'm going to face repercussions and I just don't see those things happening. And that bothers me. And I think that that's, I think no one is above the law. He is. That bothers me. Sitting president can't be indicted. I don't like that memo from the justice department. Cause I think if a president, any of them, and I mean this, like if next, this next election, one of those Democrats win and then it finds out, Hey, they colluded with Russia or, they do any like they're they have businesses that are profiting from foreign governments because they're pumping money into that company so they can buy access. Get them out of there. Bye. I, I think the bar should be there for everyone. You should follow the facts. But I'm not here to fight with anybody. Yep. Facts I think are, I think we should close on something. Facts are facts. I think we should close on something a little different. Uh, well, we're an hour and forty minutes in. Okay, girl. So we're we'll at call two it fucking hours. We'll call it a day. We'll call it a day. More minutes for Trump. Just saying. Fine. Advertising. Anyway, I don't know what we've just fucking accomplished in that hour and 40 minutes. We talked a lot about, about, um, so I think the name of this should be like advertising and then the last 10 minutes somehow gets political. Sorry, gang. Yeah, that's a long title, girl. Well, then put in the summary. It's not clickbaity at all. Uh, well, it's okay, just telling people. We will check with you in, check in with you the next time. Yeah. We'll see check in goes. with you Maybe the next, next time, time we'll, we'll keep it under an hour. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, bye. Bye.